Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Rolling right along inside the 9 o'clock hour. Joining us right now, fellow Monmouth University alum, fellow Jersey guy, fellow just a new dad like myself, Connor Hughes on the fan. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. We got to start with the baby talk. I was looking at your Twitter, and uh, congratulations on the beautiful baby girl. I've been following you. you and. I know I reached out because, you know, we both uh, had a, a kid around the same time. My, my son yep. was born April 13th. When was your daughter born? June 19th. Yeah, so not like two months after. Yeah, and, not too uh, far. You're a little ahead of me now, so I got to get the uh, the game plan of what's, what's to come. These next yeah, it gets better. It gets better. Like like everyone <laughs> yeah, says, it, it. I won't say it gets easier, but it gets better as far as, like, you get reps and it changes and the intensity for me turned down. It's now more smiles cuteness laughs yeah. and like more of like like my son can actually like like sit and watch the game with me not for long gotcha. but for a good 15 minutes so uh yeah, there you go. There i you saw go. you had your daughter out on the golf course i was on oh, the yeah. golf course today for the first time at the david cone charity event and i i never have played golf but after like seeing how everybody was moving out there hanging out out there eating out there drinking out there having a good time i'm like i have to get into golf and I see you had your newborn out there. Like, yeah, you can't take a week off from getting your swings in. Oh, no, man. Well, I said, I was like, well, if we're going to go take her for a walk. And my wife's like, oh, my God, I need a break. I was like, what's the difference between walking her around the park or walking around the neighborhood <laughs> or walking her over nine holes, right? I mean, I put the bag on the back, baby and stroller, and, and just kind of went out there and hit a few. I will say that uh, aside from Brooke, obviously, having the time of her life out there, she had a little fan blowing on her so she didn't get too hot. Uh, the looks I got from everyone else were pretty amazing. Uh, just like, like what the hell? Know, like that's a very small new human you have out here. Uh, oh yeah, that's great, man. I I know that golf is one of those things that I'm gonna get addicted to, and I put oh, it yeah. off for so long. But I'm competitive, former athlete. Like I know once I start swinging, I'm gonna be practicing my swing, air swings. I'm gonna be itching to get on the course again, and I don't know if I have the time for that. Oh, it's it, dude. Once it once it gets your hooks in you, you're done. You're done. There, there's no there's no getting out. Well, it, it's getting started, and uh, we got to get started talking about the Jets and talking about the Giants. I was just singing the Jets' praises uh, because I'm saying like this is what the fans have dreamed of: a lot of miserable seasons, a lot of forgettable times, 
a lot of shake-your-head moments over the last few years from Adam Gase to this regime even. But now, I mean, you bring Aaron Rodgers in, you bring a couple other pieces in, and just from what I'm seeing on, you know, your coverage and uh, Zach Rosenblatt and some of the other reporters, I'm like, wait, this is different. You can tell Aaron Rodgers comes in here and he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the GOATs. And the fact that he can still do it, he can still run and make plays on the run, throw the ball on the run. He's he's cerebral. He, he's, he's looking at the defense. He knows every defense he's ever seen. And, like, it just changes things, his leadership. And the expectations for the Jets are super high. What was it like being at practice? I wish I could have got out there. I, I might have to try and figure it out. I don't know when WFAN yep. is on. But what is it like actually being there, uh, seeing the fans, seeing the team, feeling the energy, and all of the hype in this new era? Well, j- just from a Rodgers perspective, it's it's different, man. I mean, so I, I started covering the Jets uh, in 2014, and, and ever since then there's been – it feels like every year or every other year some other kid coming in here who's supposed to be the next savior of the franchise, right? I mean, there was Christian Hackenberg, there was Bryce Petty, there was Geno Smith, there was Zach Wilson, there was Sam Darnold, all these different guys, and, and every time – uh, OTAs would start in minicamp and then eventually training camp. You know, I'd, I'd get hit up on Twitter and DMs and just people asking me like, oh, what, who, how does so-and-so look? You know, do, do you think he can do it? Is he the guy? Is he going to be the guy? Is he going to be the franchise quarterback? And it's always been so hard for me to answer because with my career starting then in 2014, I had never seen a franchise quarterback work to be able to say like, oh, this is what this franchise quarterback did. This is what Sam Darnold's doing. Yeah, I can compare some things and know that, oh, yeah, this is what, you know, Andrew Luck was doing at this point in his career, or, or this is what, you know, the, uh, Trevor Lawrence was doing at this point in his career, or Justin Herbert or, or uh, Joe Burrow, like any of these guys. Like, I, I've never seen any of those guys practice. I've only seen them play. Hmm. Having seen Aaron Rodgers now for a full week, man, the, the easiest way I can describe it, and I said this for SNY the other day, is that it's just so different. Like, it's everything. It's the way – that he talks it's the way that he carries himself it's his presence within the pocket it's his command at the line of scrimmage it's the way that the ball just flies out of his hand with the flick of the wrist I mean it really is remarkable watching him play and and I mean look all of us get into this this field and for for different reasons for me I grew up a, a huge football fan like that's what I was I was a huge football fan and that's why I wanted to cover the NFL because I figured I wasn't going to get there playing it I can tell you that that for the first time in a long time it's almost like watching him play takes me back to being a kid again and just watching him wow. and being like, look at that. Like, look at what he's doing. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's just fun. That's it's great real. to hear I'm you not, say I'm that. I'm not a Jets fan. Uh, seriously, though, but like, I'm not a Jets fan or anything like that, but it's just fun watching this guy play because of how good he is. You're literally watching a master at his craft day in and day out. To see him in August and July and all this other stuff, I mean, it just makes it even better. It's great to hear you say that because we're talking about a guy that's 39 going on 40. Like, yeah. Does he feel like Doesn't a kid again? <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he's out there playing. I hope he, he is tapping into his younger self. And I've been talking about him having a chip on his shoulder. I've been talking about the fact that, like, even, you know, Mark Murphy, what he said while he was in the darkness retreat, and now he's coming out talking about, oh, half a season for Jordan Love. I, I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy he wants to prove to the Packers. He wants to prove to the Jets. He wants to prove to the league that he ain't done. Uh, like, uh, I still got it. I'm still one of the best. And he came out and said it'd be a disservice to only play one year. So I think that, like, that was that was the biggest thing. This isn't one and done yeah. unless you win the no. Super Bowl. 
Correct, and and that's kind of what I had heard back when he signed or when they acquired him via trade. Is is I talked to some people over in the Jets building, and and they had said, dude, like this isn't a one or a two year plan, or this is like we think that we are uh, definitively getting him for two years, and there's a good chance we're going to get him for three. So that's the way the Jets have been operating is is that they're going to have this guy for three full years. Now, the one thing that could change that is the extremes of the possible outcome of this year. I mean, if the Jets go out there and they're one in 16, then maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. But if they're one in 16, the reason why Aaron Rodgers might not come back is because that's probably going to signal the end of the time for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. And he's not going to be a part of a brand new regime and a brand new staff. So he might retire or the flip side of that too. If he wins the Super Bowl, is that when he just rides off into the sunset? But then you can compare it to what Tom Brady did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he won a Super Bowl and he still came back for one more go at it. So uh, I think that he has been re-energized by this trade. I mean, I think the teammates around him have re-energized him. And a reason for that, man, is that I know he said at his introductory press conference that he didn't want to be viewed as the savior of this franchise, but he is being looked at differently with the Jets right now than he was with the Green Bay Packers. Because with the Packers, it's been... Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations every single year. And when you don't reach those Super Bowl, it's a failure. And, and you kind of go into training camp with, oh, are you going to be another disappointment? Are you going to be another disappointment? No, that's not the case with the Jets. They're looking at this guy as, wow, Aaron Rodgers chose us. There's this appreciation for him. There's this infatuation with him. They're, they're in love with him. And I think he's feeling that love. And because of that, it's kind of got his competitive juices flowing again in a different way maybe than it was in Green Bay. So, I mean, everybody has seen the video, I think, of Garrett Wilson in the back of the end zone, extending, oh, catching the ball, getting his feet down. I just like, for people that don't understand, like, how good of an athlete you have to be to make that throw, one, start with Aaron Rodgers rolling to his right, finding that guy and threading the needle, putting it there in only the place that his receiver could catch it, and Garrett Wilson catching it in the air, getting his feet down. Like, if that is a precursor, to the type of plays that we're going to see all year, Jets fans are going to see an offense like they've never seen. They never have yeah. a quarterback this good. I don't know if they've yep. had a receiver as potentially good as Garrett Wilson can be. I said on air that, like, you know, maybe in his second year he would have to take a step back with the addition of Alan Lazard and McCole Hart- Hardman. I don't think that's the case. In practice, does it look like he's the clear number one and they're targeting him, they're going him? Dude, don't, don't even think about clear number one, X receiver, blah, blah, blah. He is – Garrett Wilson is an absolute superstar. I mean, I've, I've – I, I compare about quarterbacks I've covered, and, and there are very few that are, are dominant that I've covered. The receiver aspect of it, that's not necessarily the case. You know, I was with the Giants for a summer, so Odo Beckham, his rookie year. I've seen Brandon Marshall. I've seen Eric Decker. The Jets have had good receivers come through the doors here. What Garrett Wilson does is just – different than all those guys i mean we you you saw the hands with that catch in the back of the end zone but what actually happened earlier in practice was just as impressive because he made this little catch by the sideline and an out route safety started closing he managed to juke away from that guy and then accelerate past everyone to the end zone so you see what he can do to contort his body and make these grabs down the field and make these ridiculous uh catches with his hands but then also he's so hard to corral once he has the ball in his hands. And if you can't corral him, he has this breakaway game-changing speed to just run away from everyone on defense. So I, I know that Alan Lazard's there. He's going to get his touches. Corey Davis, he's been really involved. He's going to get his touches. McCall Hardman, he's going to be a factor as well. But uh, Tyler Conklin, too, don't sleep on him. He and Aaron Rodgers seem to have quite the rapport early on here in camp. But nice. Garrett Wilson is so good and in such a class of his own 
that I really don't think there's any way you cannot just feed him the ball. I mean, you think about the Jets or the, the Packers offenses with Aaron Rodgers before. They always had Devontae Adams, right? They had Donald Driver, Randall Cobb years before that. Well, those guys always got their touches. They were the number one, but everyone else was still involved, too. I think the only player that can really compare to Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is on this level yet, is the one that Aaron Rodgers has said himself, and it's Devontae Adams. I mean, when you have a player of that caliber, you get that guy the football. It doesn't matter who else the Jets have on offense. They're going to get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands because he is that good. Yeah, and Devontae Adams went out of his way to share the video on his Instagram story, and he wrote, these two about to act up this year. Like, Devontae Adams is a football savant. And whenever you hear people talk, like, I just saw Patrick Sertain say that he was the best receiver he faced all year. And, you know, when you watch his routes, I remember Ocho Cinco went viral because he was crying watching Devontae Adams run routes. Like, so that guy is co-signing Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we're in for a great season with them. I, I might have to reach in fantasy and grab Garrett Wilson. You know how, like, the, the top receivers will start to disappear? Yeah, I might have oh, to yeah. reach and grab him. Uh, a lot of people are going to reach for running backs. Uh, before I ask you about the defense, Brees Hall, uh, we know they're going to bring him along slowly, and I, and I have a thought that, like, bringing him along slowly is good because he can be a weapon later in the season if he's not ready to go week one I think they can survive without him for you know you know even if he is ready like I don't think they're going to give him a heavy workload but in practice what are you seeing out of the running back crew what are you seeing out of these guys that like they're not on the level of a Brees Hall Michael Carter uh Bam Knight but like you know what are you seeing out of these guys in practice that you know leads you to believe that they'll be all right without Brees and if Brees is ready they'll be even better yeah, I mean, Michael Carter's flashed a little bit, and I, I think he's he had a down second year in the league. The Jets are kind of hoping that he steps up again uh, here going into his third year. I think he's flashed a little bit. We've seen some from, from Bam Knight as well a little bit, uh, but I, I know um, Izzy, obviously the guy the, the Jets drafted, I think he's he's probably behind the eight ball a little bit just in terms of acclimating himself to the NFL. But honestly, Keith, I, I don't know if there's another running back in this in this uh, stable right now where you're like, oh, he'll hold the fort down until Brees Hall gets back. I think it's more along the lines of, like, this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' offense. This is going to be Aaron Rodgers doing yeah. things. The Jets can attack with the pass. And then because everyone's going to have to be focusing on, oh, where's Garrett Wilson? Oh, where's Alan Lazard? Oh, where's Corey Davis? Oh, where's Hardman? It's kind of hard to imagine they're going to see too many eight- or nine-man fronts. So that's going to make the job of the running game a lot easier just because everyone's going to be fearful of the pass, which has been an alien concept. Uh, with the Jets, at least in recent memory. Now, uh, you kind of mentioned that they're, they're going to take the slow and steady approach with Brees Hall. I mean, they're, they're not going to rush this kid back. I know they want him back for week one, but the more important thing is that they have him through the entirety of this season and then what they hope is going to be a long playoff run. They want him there for that, not September and October. All right, so one question about the defense that, you know, has caught my eye. I feel like these guys are, you know, really, like, putting on for each other. You you had um, – yeah. Yeah, Quinn and Williams mentioned. Oh, now I'm blanking on his name. Florida State, John, um, Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. He yeah. mentioned Jermaine Johnson, and then you got John Franklin Myers uh, saying that Quinn and Williams can be better than Aaron Donald or on his yeah. level. Like, so what? What's going on in practice that the, the D line feels so strongly about each other, and this defense? Obviously, I think every Jet fan is banking on them repeating what they did last year and being solid again with Sauce Gardner with some of these other pieces that they have on that side of the ball. Yeah. Well, there really isn't a weakness on the defense, and I, I think that's, that's why this, this confidence is there. I mean, you, you start in the back end uh, at cornerback. I, I know the Jets don't necessarily have uh, the, the best safety, safety combination in the league. I, you know, Robert Sala spoke highly of Jordan Whitehead, but, but he's not Eric Berry. I mean, he's not some 
all-pro game-changing safety. And then next to him right now is a rotation of uh, Amos and uh, Tony Adams. So I don't think they are gangbusters. But, I mean, that's not a weakness when you have D.J. Reed and Sauce Gardner as your cornerbacks and then right. Michael Carter as your nickelback. I mean, that's, that's secondary loop in those safeties. It's perfectly fine. Then you go to the linebacker position. You got C.J. Mosley in there. You got Quincy Williams, who the Jets were able to re-sign. Uh, Jamie and Sherwood stepping up, a homegrown talent whom the Jets like a lot. And then you look at the defensive line, and there really isn't a weakness there. Their last year was beef, right? They, they didn't really have that big run stopper last season. Well, they go out there and they get Al Woods, and then they replace Sheldon Rankins with Jefferson. And, and then you have Jermaine Johnson back. Will McDonald, they draft in the first round. Carl Lawson's healthy. I mean, they really have everything on defense, and they can attack you in so many different ways that uh, waves, I should say, waves and waves. Uh, but they can attack you so many different in, in so many different fashions and so many different facets that they have this confidence. Now, the big thing that I need to see from this team is that this is probably the first time, uh, maybe since 2016 or definitely since 2016, that the Jets are going into a season with not only feeling confident in themselves, but also having the outside noise, uh, people saying this is a legitimate Super Bowl team. So when you have that much hype, the best teams are able to not drink their own Kool-Aid and continue to take this mental approach of, okay, yeah, you think we're good. Now we're going to need to be even better than good to justify what you think you what you think we are and what we know we are. So you just hope that the Jets don't get too high on themselves, but there's been no indication yet that that is going to be the case. Okay, one question about the other team, the Giants. They open up camp tomorrow, and obviously for a week now since – the deadline was a week ago. Everyone's been talking about Saquon. They didn't come to a long-term deal. He's going to play under the tag or not play. Uh, I expect him to hold out. They expect him to hold out. I don't know who blinks. And really, the Giants can't blink. It's not like the Giants can say, okay, here's the contract. Uh, I think Saquon has to play. And I think he'll be there. He's just not going to show up for you know the, the grueling days of late July into August. Yeah. When I look at well, the yeah. Giants, oh, go go for it. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, it's, he's not going to give up $10.1 million, or basically $10.1 million. He's not going to. I know no he's way. Made, no, no way. a lot he of can money. Be, he can be mad. Yeah. He can try and fight the system. He can hold out. That's his right. But at the end of the day, $10 million, like not every NFL player is making half of that. So like, Yeah, and it's, it stinks for him, but it's it's the sad fact of the NFL, man. It, it's, it's just running back. They don't have the shelf life of other positions, and when 31 other teams have decided that, that there's just not much value in overvaluing running backs. This is what you have. I mean, look, I'm sure you want to make a ton more money. I know I want to make a ton more money, but you got to have a reason for somebody to pay you more money. And, and right now, uh, you know, for you or me, it would be go to another station or go to another paper and be like, hey, I, will you pay me this? As soon as someone else says yes, well, then suddenly your current employer has to pay you more. Well, if Saquon Barkley goes out in the free agent market and asks for all this more money, well, guess what? He's going to find that no other team is willing to pay him that as well. So I know he wants that much money but the fact is is that unless there's somebody else willing to give it to him he's not going to get it yeah i look at this as something that the giants were prepared for i mean they were talking negotiations contract with him during the season last season they knew it could get to this point they knew of this deadline so i think in year two of brian dable wink martindale mike kafka they signed daniel jones to that big money they add talent around him i think they're prepared to not have saquon barkley and it's a test, right? Coach better, yeah. prepare them better, scheme better, change the offense. And I expect to see a different Giants offense without Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and a lot more pressure goes on Daniel Jones, the quarterback. I mean, that's the fact of it, is that now you, you know, Daniel Jones is a good story last year because he was the player whose fifth year contract option wasn't picked up. He was the one that everyone was saying, oh, we don't need, you know, 
we'll move on from him. We'll move on from him. Well, now he went out there and played. He got the big contract. Now he has to justify that $40 million. Yeah, I was talking about in my open, this kid, Eric Gray. I'm like, if you're a rookie and you get drafted to a team. You you get drafted to a team that has Saquon Barkley and he holds out. I'm like, this kid's got, it's got to be Christmas morning for him. He can't go to sleep tonight because he's like, yo, I have the opportunity to come in here my first year. And if I kill it in camp, like I could be getting reps for the New York Giants. And of course, Saquon's going to come back. But if you don't practice in preseason and in training camp, you got to get into game shape. Football is a sport where you really like, you can't just step into the batter's box. You can't just go to shoot around and like you need you need to get into the game speed yep. and that could take a while and they're not going to just bring Saquon back in week one and give him thirty carries. This kid Eric Gray has a, a real opportunity here to impress this year and if he impresses enough, I hate to say it, they could move on from Saquon and say, uh, this guy's here. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, unfortunately. Yeah. Tony Tony Pollard was there the year that Ezekiel Elliott went to Cabo and I was yeah. ready for them to just go forward with Tony Pollard. They weren't ready. And, of course, Jerry Jones did the whole Ziku thing and then gave him a six-year, $90 million contract. But that's yeah. not the way of the league anymore. No, and, and I, I'll be honest with you. I think that when the Giants and Saquon didn't agree to a long-term contract extension uh, this offseason, I think that probably ended the chances of Saquon Barkley getting a long-term contract extension yeah. for the Giants. I, I just don't think Unfortunately, it could be the beginning of the end, for real. Yeah, and, and they'll, they can always tag him next year. Or they can agree to something this year where, uh, you know, one of the ways that they can get him back in camp and, and really the only other, you know, kind of negotiations that these two sides can do is the Giants can say, like, hey, we won't tag you next year. We promise we won't tag you next year or something like that. And then Barkley will come back knowing he's going to free, hit free agency next year. But that will also be one of those opportunities for the Giants where they're saying, look, no one else is going to pay you the money that you want. Saquon Barkley thinks that he can get that money elsewhere. Well, next year will be an opportunity for him to potentially have other suitors out there. He can see his market value. And if he doesn't get A, B, or C from the other teams, maybe he does end up back with the Giants. But the the odds of a long-term contract extension for him when now he's going to be another year older, conceivably another 200, 250, 300 touches on his body, I just don't think that long-term contract's coming anymore. This was the offseason for that to happen. And when it didn't, I think it probably uh, probably ended any chance of that. Connor, you the man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for helping me out tonight. I look forward to meeting you, bro. Keep doing your thing. 100%, man. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see you out at uh, Jets or Giants practice. Yes, sir. Connor Hughes on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.